Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast, where we discuss films from every genre. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for our very first TV review series. Uh, This series is over the animated cartoon series, The Legend of Zelda, which it's possible many of you may not have heard of. It debuted in September 8th, 1981, and it only last lasted till December. It was only 13 episodes long. So this may surprise some of you that The Legend of Zelda was adapted as a television series. I am your co-host, Corbin. And I'm Alan from Chicago, but not today. Today we are in Wichita together for Easter break. Yes. Such a nice break. Now, will this review actually come out on Easter break? No. No. <laughs> this is being recorded during Easter, but you'll be hearing it much later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, maybe not too much later, because the plan is to do um, episodes. Uh, we're going to review three episodes in one podcast, and we're going to do that for the whole series, one one episode, maybe like four, four, a review of four episodes right. or something like that. But we wanted to do this because just recently, Nintendo, for their new console, the Nintendo Switch, just released the video game The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and it is going wild. It has got uh, 10 out of 10s. It's got so many perfect ratings, such high praise and acclaim. Zelda is back after somewhat of a lull, I guess you could say. With a little bit. Skyward Sword probably didn't do as, as good as they would have hoped. Yeah. Not not one of the more iconic um, right. entries in the game. Last time we had a big entry in the Zelda series was probably Twilight Princess. And that came with the Wii. It was a launch title, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that is correct. And that was, oh, that was quite a few years ago. 2006. Wow. Yeah. So about 11 years. Yeah, this would be 11 years since the last main series. Well, okay, Scoured Sword. But that one didn't do so hot. Sorry. That's a big one, I'd say. Because we've had a couple. We've had the newest one that came out on the 3DS, A Leap Between Worlds. And I don't remember that one. Yeah, that came out on the 3DS. Wow. Not too long. But that was on the 3DS. So, I mean, it was a handheld one, not like on a console. Right. So, Nintendo has been going back and kind of um, revolutionizing their classic titles like Majora's mm-hmm. Mask and Ocarina of Time in a 3D format and possibly adding in some levels or uh, just kind of doing some of the upgrades mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, they do. They, they've they been doing quite a bit of remakes, HD remakes. They have Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, put those on the 3DS, and they remade Wind Waker and Twilight Princess for the Wii U, which I have both of. Mm. And they both look great, let's be honest. Especially, especially Wind Waker, if I were to give my honest opinion on that. <laughs> I have sadly never played Wind Waker. I would love oh, to, though. It looks gorgeous. That's uh, cell shading. Say that yes. five times fast. See how it cell works. Cell shading. Yeah. <laughs> I have never played Wind Waker. I grew up playing the Ocarina of Time on the in- on the Nintendo uh, 64. Yes. I own that game, the original cartridge. I also own the kind of lenticular version of Majora's Mask. And I owned the very original guide to the Ocarina of Time, lent it to some friends, they beat the game, they conveniently lost it. 
No, I won't. I won't say it that way. They did lose it though, sadly, and I never got the guide back. So I never completed the game. I've played it over and over again. Never completed it. Recently, last summer, I did try. I I tried. I got past the forest temple, which is the farthest I've ever gotten before. And yeah, I had trouble with that, and I wrote an article about that. <laughs> But I'll be honest, I still would love to complete it someday, and I would love to play Wind Waker, as I said. I didn't complete Twilight Princess either, and definitely didn't complete Majora's Mask. Yeah. Got past that moon phase, and then I kind of just quit, because I had no idea where to go. You could go four different ways. No yep. idea. Yep. Yeah, see, I, I have beaten Ocarina of Time, oh, e, at least eight or nine times. It, it is my favorite game ever. So I mean, I've been in it quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, I've also beaten Wind Waker. I okay, I've played Majora's Mask, and I actually I own it because I have the GameCube Zelda Collector's Disc, and that has the first two Zelda games, and then it's got Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on it, and then it's also got a demo for Wind Waker. But yeah, so I've played Majora's Mask, and I I can't figure that one out. And usually people are split between their favorite Zelda game being either Twilight Princess. Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time. Hmm. But from what I've seen, it's mostly Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time being the best. And I can see why, because they're both really dark, but Majora's Mask is, like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, it's insanely hard, and it is pretty dark, too, so. Did you see the video recently that was made of the of Majora's Mask, and it was, like, a 3D short yes, film of it? Yes, that was amazing. That was gorgeous. It was so impressive. It was so good. Well, and the other impressive one was it was in like the animation style of um, Hayao Miyazaki of Studio Ghibli kind yeah. of, of The Legend of Zelda. Pretty sure kind of that Ocarina of Time feel. That would be brilliant to see. Yeah. That would be a brilliant animated Zelda. Yes. Ugh, we can only hope. And there is, before, we'll leave links to all of these clips and shorts on the website so you can see what we're talking about because they do deserve to be watched. Uh, there was originally, many, many years after this, there was going to be, I believe, a either a movie or a series, I'll have to clarify that, of Zelda. It was going to be 3D animated. It looked pretty cool. I remember Collider reported on that, so we'll make sure to definitely um, leave the link there for you to go check that out. So there have been great third-party ideas and other other ideas even from probably nintendo to put this video game this wildly massively popular video game that originated with the legend of zelda a long long time ago for mm -hmm. it was probably was it this the regular nintendo or the super nintendo oh goodness i don't know either way that was back in like the 80s, I'm pretty sure, is when believe, those consoles came out. Yep, it would have been the 80s. So The first two Zelda games were released... Okay, Zelda 2 was released in 1987, and this show came out in 89. So yeah. the SNES was... probably, If I'm not mistaken, it was about to come out soon. Yes. If it had not already been released. So Zelda has been around for a long time. As we said, Breath of the Wild just came out. Die-hard Zelda fans are saying Breath of the Wild is their favorite Zelda game. Yeah. It's better than Ocarina of Time. Neither of us have played it, sadly. Not, we're both poor college students. We do <laughs> not have money for a Nintendo Switch. 
Alan's brother may possibly get it for their Wii U. We would definitely like to play it someday, yeah. and we will. It's especially if people are saying it's better than Ocarina of Time, uh, I'm, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm interested. <laughs> Absolutely. Because Ocarina of Time is already regarded as one of the best games ever made, period. So, by a lot of people. So, I will see how that one goes. Yes. So, this show came out, what would that be, about 28 years ago? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Yeah, 28 years ago. So this show is nearly three decades old, which is pretty surprising. And honestly, the animation isn't great, but it's not, I don't think it's too bad for... That's debatable. (laughs) It's debatable, but... But I see what you're getting at. I guess what I'm trying to say is I could watch it and not be like, oh, gosh, this animation is old and terrible. I mean, yeah, it's not great, but I, I'm just saying it's 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 watchable. If that right. makes sense. I'm right. It's and not an eyesore. Right. And I mean, comparing it to Looney Tunes that came out 30 years before that, yeah. they definitely have a lot better like motion than this one does. Yes. And that is true. And OK, honestly, DC has been putting out like their animated films in the recent decade, the DC Extended Universe. I've seen some of those. Some of that animation is just so ugly. Honestly, I'd probably go for this animation over that because there's just this really hard edge to that, to those DC films. It's just, it just, ah, it just looks so elementary. This also has a bit more of a nostalgic feel to it too. It does. And that is nice to kind of have that nostalgic feel to it. And this was also in conjunction with the, live action super mario brothers super show which i believe did also have some kind of animated counterpart as well so who knows what nintendo was thinking it did not translate well here in north america at least and i'm pretty sure the same in the rest of the world in japan because as we said there's there's only 13 episodes it was going to be continued but it was canceled along with the super mario brothers super show and something else interesting to note, this, of course, Link talks in this. Of course, he couldn't talk in the first Zelda game and the second Zelda game, and he doesn't talk in mostly all of the others, except in Wind Waker, he says, like, come on, or something. Yeah, it's speculated that he says, come on. Mm. But for the most part, he's pretty mute for every game yeah. that's been released. And I've always been okay with no talking in the zelda games right it, there's just kind of like a different kind of fun feel about that like right. their motions and the reading the words and stuff it's, it's more about solving the puzzles than it is anything else right exactly except in this new breath of the wild link talks really? along with the other characters yeah so know. this is one of seven times that link talks ever hmm. this tv series holds a 5.9 on imdb not really a beloved classic as far <laughs> as far as that rating tells. Especially for all those who are nostalgic. It uh that's pretty rough. <laughs> it's pretty rough. So and I believe as we said, this show is based off of the original The Legend of Zelda video game, and it has some elements from Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. So the Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, everything we've been discussing has not come out yet. But I can see that they took some small elements and adapted it into the video games with some of the boss battles and some of the creatures they kept. Kind of refined some of them, changed some of them. So that is cool. So we will be making those references. 
throughout this review, but remember that those video games like Ocarina of Time, which I will mention, hasn't come out yet, but that doesn't mean that now this is a retrospective series. So we can kind of correlate the different elements from the whole Zelda spectrum, and that's what we're doing. Right. Well, Alan, do you want to tell them first your confusion with watching okay. this show? Yes. Okay, so I had... I Okay, two preference. I have not seen this TV show, The Legend of Zelda, or the Super Mario Bros. Super Show at all. I knew they existed, and I've seen clips, but I've never like sat down and like watched them. So when I went to go start this show... And I saw the Super Show theme song come on. I was thoroughly confused. I was like, wait a minute. I thought I was watching Zelda. And I got very confused thinking, okay, maybe it was just mislabeled or something, you know. Turns out, no, you just got to get past the theme song. Then the Zelda theme song comes on. So we have a minute, almost two minutes of just music that really only introduced stuff and like nothing else. And so I was, at first, I was very confused. Let me be honest with you. And I actually stopped it and tried to go see if it was maybe on like Amazon Prime or something. But then I realized, oh, wait a minute. That's just how it opens. That's weird. But I get it because it is part of the Super Show. Right. But yes, I was very confused at first. Right. I have seen this series before all the way through probably at least twice. I own the DVD box set. It's not a very big box set, but it is one nevertheless. Yeah, I mean, it is 13 episodes. Right. Know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I have owned this DVD set for quite a while. We're, we've both been... Alan is sitting here. I know you can't see him, but he's got his uh, Zelda shirt on with the Triforce up above and uh, this winged creature. Interesting. I actually didn't even something. I actually didn't wasn't planning on wearing this today. I just wore it just because. Oh wow. I thought <laughs> you was, planned it. This is not planned at all. Cool. Well, that works perfectly. If that doesn't show how much of a Zelda fan I am, I have a t shirt. Yes. <laughs> works perfect. But Walmart for eight bucks. It is confusing that they think they need a Mario thing to hook you and get you in, I guess, to put in before I don't know, the live action looks like garbage. The yeah. live action Mario show is garbage. The animation's kind of cool. That that the green screen king though is on Ooh. is it's on Ooh. on par. Let me let me tell you. We've come on, on fleek. We've come a long way. <laughs> wow. Since the eighties. So I'm ready to talk about episode one. Yeah, let's go for it. The Ringer, written by Bob Forward. Bob Forward. Yes. What a name. What an episode <laughs> title to kick off the series, The yes. Ringer. Wow. But every episode sets us up with... It's it's kind of odd because some shows just have these intros. This show's intro explains to you the basic premise of the show. Yeah. Where Zelda has the Triforce of Wisdom, Ganon has the Triforce of Power, and whoever has both will rule... The land. Right. So that's the basic setup. It's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting because Avatar, The Last Airbender, does something like this too. Oh, wow. You know, with this opening. I, I did not think about that. Yeah. Interesting. It just, it, you know, explains the world. Like yeah. Avatar, he was here one time, 100 years ago. Then he vanished. Wow. Now he's back. Whatever. You know. Cool. Completely forgot about that. Yep. Avatar is highly rated, though. Yes. As compared to this. That's a bit of a different show. A little, a little different there. <laughs> But we get that kind of, what's come to be known as kind of this classic Zelda theme mm -hmm. song. Yeah. So, 
that's that's nice to have that in here. Yeah. And we learn in this show that Link is infatuated with Zelda, like big time. <laughs> okay, I, I I get where they're going for in this because in the very end of Zelda Two, you save Zelda. Well, and we'll get to that because how he saves Zelda, there's also a third piece to the Triforce, but we're not going to talk about that because it's not in the show. I wondered about that. Yeah, okay, it's... Oh, goodness. So, at first, I was very confused because my friend had mentioned to me, I told him that I was doing this podcast, and he's like, oh, no. I was like, what? He's like, "You ha- there's only two Triforces. I'm just like, huh? And so, when I watched the show, I realized, I was like, there really are only two. But the reason why is because in the original Zelda game for the for the NES, um, not Zelda Two, there were only two. There was Triforce of Power, which Ganon already had, and then Zelda split the Triforce of Wisdom up into like different pieces. Mm. So you had to go find those pieces. So in the original Zelda, there were only two pieces. Oh wow! Uh, to the Triforce, it wasn't until Zelda Two when they introduced a Triforce of Courage, which is what Link had to get after obtaining the other two pieces to resurrect Zelda, essentially. Wow. But getting back to what I was originally talking about, Zelda, the reason why Link has an infatuation infatuation with Zelda is at the end of Zelda 2, Zelda more or less gives him a spooch as the curtain closes on them. Oh. So that I'm that's probably where I got it from, probably. but it's backwards, I suppose. Anyways. Yes, and I believe, I mean, that's just something that's come to be implied throughout the series is... Yeah. There is a connection between Zelda and Link. I mean, right. she's more or less the damsel in distress. Right. Um, she can do things for herself, though, as we see throughout the series, mm-hmm. uh, the video game series. But there, uh, there's never this, like, Link is so forward. Oh, so forward. Like Absolutely. I, I have some choice words for him a little later on. But but because in the Ocarina of Time, for instance, he's kind of like this sheepish, kind of shy boy. You know, he just kind of gets startled or he's always making that noise, you know. So this guy is Mr. Cocky, Mr. Confident. He thinks he is, you know, God's gift to women. (laughs) Exactly. That's pretty much how this link operates. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of funny. It also gets pretty annoying, but... Yeah, it, it's funny because it's annoying. Right. <laughs> it's weird. And this Link has brown hair, and I'm not used to seeing Link with brown hair. Neither am I. Most of the Zelda games have him with blonde hair. Yeah. Um, I but that. I guess I get where they're going for when he's... Because he's very annoying, as you say. Yeah. Essentially, in the first Zelda game, I believe he was 10... I'm not correct because Soda 2 happened 17 years after. No, sorry, seven years after. I think Leek was considered 17 in that one. Mm. So I guess he's just raging with hormones. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Pretty much. <laughs> he, but he doesn't look 10. He looks like 15, 16, maybe 17 in this one, which makes it really weird. It, it I didn't ever think, I just don't think about the ages, mm-hmm. but I guess he would be an older teenager. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe even early 20s, I would go with that. Yeah. But this is not really the Zelda. Not, I mean, the Zelda and the Link we're used to. Zelda does have blonde hair, but. She looks really weird, too. Yeah, it's different. And we Link thinks Hyrule is boring, and he used to roam the world fighting monsters. 
And so this makes me think he's just like this hired protector mm-hmm. or something. Because he's like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, yeah, Zelda's here. And she's the most gorgeous woman ever. Right. It's just... It, that that threw me off when Link's like, ah, I hate Hyrule. Right. And it also confuses me. Like, where in the Zelda timeline are we? Are we during the part when Link goes to fight Ganon in the original? Or are we after that, but Ganon would be dead mm. at that point? Well, I guess he'd be technically considered in the underworld. But that doesn't make any sense because in Zelda 2, if uh, you die in the game, then Ganon's been resurrected. Because that's what all of his minions are trying to do. They're trying to resurrect him. So I'm very confused as to where in the timeline we are. Maybe we're after both of those games. But then again, we're also missing part three of the Triforce, the Triforce of Courage. So now I'm very, very confused. <laughs> <laughs> it it does seem to maybe take place in its own timeline. That's kind of what I'm guessing. It is it, odd, though, because yeah. they're kind of capitalizing on the success of the first two games. Right. And But, yeah... I don't know. So, hmm. But we also get the fairy named Sprite. Yeah. Not Navi. It's Not Sprite. I, I'm so used to Navi from hey. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Hey, listen. This kind of glowing ball with wings. Hey, listen. Whoa. And this Sprite is basically Julia Roberts' character, Tinkerbell, from Hook. Mm-hmm. Basically. Did you think that, too? Yep. I was like, is this Tinkerbell? Oh, no, this is Zelda. Just kidding. This is oh, something else. <laughs> whoops. Yeah. I, I'm i kind of curious when Hook came out. Is like it... The movie Hook or like Peter Pan? No, the movie Hook. Oh. Because of there's there is such a close connection because they look so similar. Yeah. So that would be... Okay, Hook came out in 91, which was two years after this. Maybe they took influence. It's very possible because... They look so much alike, right. and I just can't help but realize that. But she is Sprite, kind of like, that's not very creative naming. I'm pretty sure that is what those little fairies are normally called, Sprites or something like that. Usually they're called fairies. Okay, fairies, <laughs> yes. That's the, I mean, like in the game, too. That's the widely right. accepted name. Yeah. But <laughs> no, okay, but I have heard that term before. Right. Little Sprites or something kind of magical like that. Right. For so, all we know, it could just be a nod to the Sprites on the NES. Yeah, I just... That's, that's my own guess. I, I just thought of the drink. That's how I wrote it down, like oh. Sprite. See, that's how I spelled it originally, too. And then yeah. on IMDb, it's spelled S-P-R-Y-T-E or something like that. Yeah. So, she's not... She's about as big as a Sprite can. About. Pretty much. But we also get the these creatures. We will get new creatures in every episode. Yes. And recurring creatures. But we're introduced to Moblins. Oh, Yes. Moblins. I have no idea what those Interesting. are. Interesting. Okay, so Moblins, if you walk around in the first one, yeah. you kind of come across them. They're blue or they're red. It kind of mm. depends on what section you're in. <laughs> or they're blue and red. Um, oh. Some of them throw spears. The ones that we see in the beginning, if I'm right, they do throw spears. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the blue ones. Those are the stronger ones, essentially. They throw spears mm. and stuff. But they don't take one hit take i think two or three with the first sword that you get gotcha well and link many of you will be very surprised those of you who haven't played the original video games that is link shoot can shoot beams from his sword yes but only when he has full health in the games yes yes in this it's very interesting he uses his sword like a gun basically by shooting beams like a blaster in star wars pretty much so that is that's a little different. 
and we see a magic bone bow. Oh, yes. Which does seem like it would fit in their Zelda universe, probably. It's kind of interesting because he picks it up and puts it in his pocket. He does. Which, and by knowledge, you don't do in the first one, but whatever. He, yeah, he can store big items in a small pouch. Yes, I'm actually kind of glad that they touched on this. Mm. <laughs> because the one of the main criticisms, or I guess I don't know if you're going to call it a criticism, but one of the things that's just kind of like a running joke is how does Link fit all that stuff in his pocket? Because he has so much gear on him at all times that there's like no way he can carry it all. And then, of course, if you're Matt Pat from Game Theory, you really don't like that <laughs> he can only have a certain amount of rupees in his pocket, but he can hold like everything else. But, you know. Yeah, pretty much. This is funny. Yeah. It is interesting to see, yeah, there, that magic is a big theme in this yes. um, TV show. And he does wear the classic clothes. Yes. So that is, he does. that's good. They kept that in continuity. And we are also introduced to the villain Ganon, not Ganondorf. Right. Ganondorf at this time was not a thing. He didn't become a thing until Ocarina of Time. Yes. Ganon. Ganon is this, he's basically like this big pig monster, kind of like a boar with tusks, he can talk, he's got like this big robe on and a helmet, and he can teleport, and he lives in a big underground cavern castle, which is, we also see later on is housed inside a mountain? Yeah. Hmm. He mentions that it's in the underworld, but that always confused me. Where exactly this underworld starts and then the upper world begins. Because in many, at least in the three episodes that I've seen, he can just, like, places for him to go into the underworld just show up out of, out of nowhere. Like, there was even one in episode three, which we'll get to, it just shows up in the middle of the of the castle grounds. Yeah. Just, just shows up. <laughs> Very convenient when they need it to be. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, he is somewhat representative of the the original video game figure. Yes, except the original video game figure was blue and he's more brown. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that. Right, kind of that still, um, of course, this is animated, so right. it's much more refined than the 8-bit-ish right. whatever game. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it is. <laughs> but Ganon, yes, he he uh, is in those original games as the villain and we don't get Ganon Dwarf, which is a human man, but he can right. shapeshift him right into a giant well, okay. monster. Essentially, when he wants to use the Triforce of Power, he can transform himself into this monster. He's a basically, he, he's an Ocarina of Time, in the Ocarina of Time world. He just wants to take over Hyrule, so he becomes a human to to try and do that. Okay, So I gotcha. Yeah. Well, it would be cool if Ganon was able to be something, like, transform into something more menacing. Yeah. Because he's kind of, like, the silly pig guy. Right. You know, yeah. not too formidable. Right. I mean, in later games, he does get a bit more menacing, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> right. And I also thought this was so so silly. The Triforce of Power can speak. Yeah, they both can speak. Oh, they both can speak, Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't get that at all. I don't understand why it's a thing. It, well, it sounded terrible. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Just a bit. <laughs> well, it's kind of like that whole, like, mirror, mirror on the wall, you know, where the yeah. mirror talks back. Except this just sounds corny. and But it doesn't have as corny of sayings as 
the Triforce of Wisdom will turn oh, into. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. We'll get to those. Yeah. We also see skeleton soldiers, which... Staphos. St- yes, Staphos, which we have, which do like to make appearances in the other games. Yep. So I was glad to see them. Uh-huh. Very uh, Jason and the Argonauts feeling. Yeah, usually most of the monsters that are introduced anywhere in the series somehow make a comeback in later games. They do. Yeah. And, and, and that's nice to see. Yeah. And we we have lots to say about the entrance to the underground. Just huge entrance to Ganon's underground yeah. area. And we also see the black bats. What are those called again? You know, I don't know. Keys. Keys? Yeah, you're right. Keys. Keys make a... I remember fighting those, and sometimes they'd be on fire yeah, in the Ocarina of Time. Yeah. yeah. But we haven't really talked about what this episode is oh, about, yeah. per se. Probably should do that. The, the, <laughs> the plots are very basic, and they're all pretty much this... So far, anyway... In a, it's pretty much the same plot, just recycled in new ways. Yeah. Well, this episode is basically about the wizarding competition going on. Ah, uh, yes. And Ganon disguises himself and to send up his creatures to get the Triforce. And he does a distraction. I thought the distraction was cool when he turned the lizard into a fire-breathing dragon. You know something funny? Yeah. That's actually really represented representative of the very first boss you fight in the very first game wow yeah cool i noticed that i was like oh that's kind of cool well i like that connection yeah it's cool um slightly unbelievable because the fire goes to zelda and i don't know if it just like stops short of her or what but there's a scene where it looked like dragon's breathing fire yeah. and she's just like standing there yeah and the second time it does reach her all the way but she dodges it thankfully Right. And Link has a very boring shield to deflect the dragon's fire. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's pretty much the same shield he had in the first one. But he only uses it, so far from what I've seen, once. Yes. He just pulls out of his pocket. (laughs) Yes, he does. So, and I kind of like the retro video game noises. Yeah. From the games. And I'm pretty sure those are, like, the original sound bites, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, I do like that. I do like these small touches that, you know, they put in. I do too. And this is the first time we get his uh, his famous catchphrase throughout the series. Oh, no. Well, excuse me, princess. Uh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, um. well, let's just say it's pretty annoying. Pretty annoying is an understatement, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, the tri- and but the Triforce of Wisdom has cooler uh, has a cooler voice because it cuts back to that when Ganon's trying to stealing it, and but it has the corniest saying. Yep, it it does. Uh, I yeah. think I got it right. Evil, evil is the path you choose, but evil is the path to lose. Something yeah, like that. it's something like that. Something like that. It's oh, it's good. Oh man, I couldn't believe it when I heard that. Ugh. And oh, we have to rhyme, and it has to be wisdomy. But and there's a there's like a pretty big goof right here. Uh, did you notice it when Link says "my kind of girl" and his lips don't even move? Yes, I saw that. In fact, I actually went back and we played it. Like, did, I, <laughs> did I see that right? Yeah, there are quite a bit of animation goofs here. Like I know at one point in one of the later episodes, uh, 
he's seen sitting on the ground, and he has his sword sheathed, and then he stands up, and then the sword and the sheath are both gone. Oh. And then it cuts somewhere else, <laughs> and it cuts back to him, and it just appears again. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, there, there's quite quite a bit of those. <laughs> gosh. Well, the only line I like in this is when he says, when he, like, does something, and he's like, kiss me. Yeah. It's just so fun. I like <laughs> Kiss <that>. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, okay, I couldn't help but also roll my eyes when Ganon says his entrance is secret. And it's like this massive thing out of rising out of the ground. or just yeah. like sitting there. I was like, that's a good one. Everybody's going to know how to get down there. Especially when they just pop up out of nowhere. Some secret entrance, you know. <laughs> right. And I also thought it was stupid when they're chasing Ganon through the woods and they tie the belt around themselves to fight back to back. Yeah. It's like, you're really limiting your mobility here. Like, that's probably going to get you guys killed. You might as well just tie your legs together and have a good <laughs> race. I mean, at that point, you, you can't go anywhere unless you both are moving. Pretty much. Well, and then I love Ganon's punching lesson after this. Oh, oh my he's goodness. He's teaching the how to punch. He just does it forever. So don't hit him like that. Hit him like this. Give him, you know, give him the old one-two. And it's like, oh my goodness. And he just does it for like a solid 10 to 15 seconds. We're just sitting there. I was like... that. This was the point in the show when I realized... This is as bad as I think it is. Oh, this, ooh, it is bad. Ooh. It's bad, but I'm having fun with it, though. Yeah, no, it's it's great fun, but it's just yes. like oof, oof. Now I'd also like to point out. Um, I noticed this. I was watching the intro to the second episode, and then I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" The Triforce of Wisdom in the opening is green. Okay. Mm, yes. When you get into the actual show portion, like. You know, the actual action? Yes. It's blue. It is blue. And I don't know why. Great maybe question. maybe they had an idea for it to be blue. Or no, to be green at first, and then they changed the color to blue after they made the episodes? Yeah. But I mean... That's something that is kind of just disappointing, is there is kind of like a lot of shoddy production work here. Yeah. With animation and like what we're saying like coloring and things like that where there's just they're just kind of having some tr continuity issues yeah <laughs> so it's also i mean it's just kind of bad that you're the opening to the tv show shows it being something different than what's actually in the show right you know well do you think it's dumb i think how the weapons are used are kind of confusing because oh, yeah. there's like limits to how much you can shoot and if you shoot this thing it'll disappear if you shoot that thing it's just gonna blow up yeah, once again, uh, continuity, I suppose. But it's just like, how do you know? Okay, because there's one point in the show um, when Zelda's using a bow, right? And then she's like, oh, no, I'm out of arrows, yeah. whatever. And it's like, how, how, do you, how do you know how many arrows you have? When you're coming out of, when they're just making right. fun out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I guess maybe they don't know, but at the same time, it's just like... Fine, I guess. It, it, it's weird. Mm -hmm. And they, of course, get the Triforce back from Ganon by blowing up his underworld portal. And, yeah. And technically, it's really easy to defeat him in this show, whereas, at least in the later games, it requires a lot more than just throwing a bomb yeah. or shooting him with a, an arrow. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't help that Ganon doesn't really do too much. Yeah, he's he's kind of this fat guy who points his finger and zaps things. Every once in a while. He also teleports. 
But he doesn't teleport to the upper world. Yeah, because his magic is weaker. Teleportation is weaker. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like... (laughs) That's lame. (laughs) It it is. And they all go to this big, giant... um, We'll we'll figure out the name in, I'm pretty sure, the second or maybe third episode. But like this... It's called the Evil Jar or something like that. Oh, yeah. It just seems like a really big... Uh, way too child-friendly cop-out for destroying creatures like no they didn't die they went to the orb and they they can get let out of jail free you know you see i i think i think um the reason why they have this thing called the evil jar yeah or that Gideon actually teleports yeah. um not including the fact that he does do it in the games um at least in the original one i think it's more of cost <laughs> because it's a lot uh, easier to animate the enemies you need in the giant evil jar <laughs> than it is to animate when they just walk up and be like and Ganon's like you go do this or whatever <laughs> or instead of showing Ganon climb on to this uh, climb on to the beetle thing that he gets on later or onto or like you know summon the guards that yes. that walk him up to the competition it's yeah. easier to animate them being teleported in than it is to actually show them like do things or him climb on to the stuff. They so. they do like to take the easy way out in yes. the show, I've noticed. Yes. But what do you think of that kiss? That that almost kiss where the whole background changes and Yep. The very reminiscent of uh, Zelda two, oh. except uh, there's no curtain. And <laughs> Sprite comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> that kiss was crazy. She was actually gonna kiss him, which I is know. very surprising. I was like, cause I okay, I always knew that it was a running joke that Link was always like, "Give me a kiss," and then yeah. Zelda's always like, "No," you know. Right. And I was like, "Oh, they actually gonna are actually gonna kiss this time?" In the very first episode, nope. <laughs> it's surprising, and it is surprising that instead of Zelda closing credits, we get crappy Mario closing mm-hmm. credits once again. Back to the uh, Mario Super Show. Yeah, don't forget what you're actually watching, which in my mind is actually worse than the opening theme. Ooh, we will not even recount that for you guys. No. Wow. Thanks. So, Alan, how many rupees would you spend to buy this episode? Well, let's see here. In the original game, yes. mm-hmm, it cost 150 oh my gosh. to get, I believe it's a bow, 50. 50 rupees. 50 rupees. Wow. And depending on the game, that's one orange rupee. No, I guess it'd be yellow. I guess it depends on the game. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna double that. I'm gonna spend a hundred. Hundred rupees. Hundred right. rupees for this episode. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're playing a game like Twilight Princess, they're everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, it's a fun one. Yeah. Wow. So on to episode two. Yes. Cold spells written not by the same writer, actually written by Phil Harnage. Hmm. Yes. Good old Phil. Good film. Cold spells. Ooh, okay. Let's get into it. I'm going to start off on a positive note. Mm-hmm. I like Zelda's voice. I do, actually. I, I think it would be the voice that I imagine if I were to meet Zelda in real life. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I liked it. It's kind of soft and soothing. Yeah. A little bit sexy here in the beginning. <laughs> it's nice. So, I, yeah. Okay. I said yeah. it. But the premise for this episode is stupid. Don't even get me started. Oh, wow. Let's just... Don't even get me started. <laughs> okay, okay. 
This is the highest rated Zelda episode on IMDb. It holds a 7.9. That's sad. If that's the case, who? What else is there? What else do we have to look forward to? <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you right. want to? Do you want to tell them pretty much the whole episode? What the premise is? Okay, so here. Okay, so here's the thing, right? right. So, Zelda is all like, "Yo, Link, okay, we gotta clean the castle," and Link's like, "What?" <laughs> so essentially, the whole episode is Zelda and Link cleaning the castle, but then Link decides he's going to get sick. But not really. He just acts like he's sick. And so Sprite was like, oh, here, I'll take care of you. Lols. And then she runs off to do things. And then Ganon essentially in zaps Sprite so that way her powers go nuts. And then he tries to take the Triforce of Wisdom again. It's a weird episode. Well, it's just so stupid because the whole thing is about cleaning and... Ganon is going to take advantage of spring cleaning the castle oh, to steal the Triforce this time. And he sends in an eagle called a Malby, and we get just the worst sayings from the Triforce of Wisdom. And apparently they don't have any servants to that's, clean the castle. That's exactly what I had my notes, too. I was like, now listen. You live in a castle that's as big as this, and for whatever reason, you don't have servants to do your own stuff it's crazy and link ups his hormones apparently because oh, he's yes. like sex crazed he sees zelda on the bed after fighting off this eagle and he's like smooching time and he jumps on the bed like that oh. is not how you win oh. a woman's heart link that is oh my goodness that is just the biggest turnoff and he's totally sex crazed like that's oh. all he thinks about he's filled with hormones <laughs> No, we said, Golly. okay, when Zelda was in there, I actually caught, it was actually a bit of foreshadowing because she, when she was in there, she was like doing, I think she was cleaning off the bed or something, or she laid down for a moment, and then the bird came in, and then she fought the bird and just really yeah. suffocated it in his clothes. I thought she was going to kill it. So did I. <laughs> I was like, that's, whoa. Dark turn. Yeah, and then she lives in the bed, it's I was like, oh eagle. no. I was like, what are the chances Link comes in at this moment, and he does, I'm like, no way. Perfect. And then he's like, smooching time. I was like, no, stop. <laughs> Oh gosh! Oh, he he kicks in the high gear and he just he just goes for it. Goodness! Something I will say that I like is we get uh, new creatures in every episode. Yes. So like that keeps me interested. And that's is. kind of fun. So we get this cool creature called a, a Loudry, which is seen in Zelda Two. Yeah, that's cool. Ganon rides it, and he can ride it right up the wall, like right. It's like a spider, like right. as bugs do. And it's kind of what I was talking about. Like, um, this also happens earlier in the show when he like teleports those guys into existence or whatever yeah. to save costs. They'd also he oh. is shown teleporting on top, like sitting on the beetle thing. Yeah, that's why he's fat. Yes, that'd be why he can't move. <laughs> but okay, do you think Sprite has a crush on Link? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got a mm-hmm. crush on, him. especially in this one. Oh yeah. And yeah, and some of the next one too. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I okay. I do say I do kind of like the castle and ground design. I do too. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's kind of nice. It's it's more or less the dream of Hyrule before any of the other like. Actually, this is before uh, Link and Link of the Past. So this is basically their what they think it should look like. So it's kind of interesting to see. It looks good, and I can definitely tell how. They probably took some cues from from this when they were doing Ocarina. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like 
open spaces and right greenery and just kind of what the castle looks like of, of course they look different but especially when we were seeing the wizarding competition because we were seeing citizens and all kinds yeah. of people out there and i was like this kind of is giving me that marketplace you know ocarina vibe so yeah. i do like that it looks kind of like a nice place to that i'd like to go visit right oh also link gives zelda tiny bows did you know that not for her hair for her to shoot Oh, yeah. This is where I got confused. Because I was yeah. like, depending on sort of video game lore, this, can can you even do that? <laughs> question. I, I don't know. Well, it, we do know it gets bigger. So somehow they're able to shrink their weapons and also make them bigger. Right. And as we said, magic is a really big thing. And Sprite uses magic to kind of do cleaning, like the mops and buckets and towels. And this is a super big ripoff of Disney's Fantasia. Is it? With um, Magic Mickey, where he puts on the wizarding hat. Right. And he uses the mops and the buckets and everything to start cleaning. And oh, they're doing okay. everything. And So this is very, very much derived from Fantasia, which came out way before this. Yeah. But this is... Go watch Fantasia. Go watch Magic Mickey. That's a good one. It's a good one. And I thought it was so dumb because in this episode they're fighting mops, buckets, and towels. Flying mops, buckets, and towels. Ah, uh, yes. With wings. Goodness. <laughs> we, I guess we ran out of ideas too fast. So we decided <laughs> instead of fighting Ganon's, <laughs> instead of fighting, you know, more enemies from Ganon, we'll fight mops and buckets. Gosh. Yeah, Goodness. I, I was not pleased with this. But we do, Zelda does, and I do like how they're, they use a different weapon though because the the crossbows get pretty old. Yes. Uh, but Zelda uses a boomerang. Yeah, she does. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So instead of using you know, the bows, we actually have something else like a boomerang to use. I definitely remember using the boomerang in Ocarina of Time. Oh yes, that was a yeah for like one what one temple. Yeah. <laughs> we also see Link on his on a brown horse. Yep. Just like e Epona, is that how you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Epona. Epona's brown. Yes. Zelda gets a white horse. Right. Before they actually introduce the horse of Epona. Because True. she's actually given a name in episode three. She is. We'll yeah. get to that. Mm -hmm. And, okay, I feel like Zelda and Link's banter is mediocre. Yeah. Um, Link's one-liners are terrible. Yeah. I think, I like, like I said in episode one, I like the kiss me. And once or once in a while, they'll be like, oh, that's, that's kind of cute. It's yeah. playful. But normally because they're just having this banter all riding around and doing stuff and it's just silly zelda's getting captured down there and uh, i'm just i'm not buying it yeah they they try to they try i mean i do like that zelda is doing stuff yeah and it's definitely evident like later on in some of the games um i know in like wind waker uh she does stuff like she has the the arrow, the light arrows, and she's shooting those at Gandorf while you're fighting him. Yeah. And like, oh, Phantom Hourglass, I believe. No, no, no. Spirit Tracks. Zoda's also helping you out, kind of the same thing. You know? Yes. Twilight Princess, she rides on horseback and shoots Ganondorf while you're fighting him on horseback. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's that, like I said, like you said, there are things that are brought up here that are evident throughout the games later. I don't know if they planned on that, but. It looks like they did. I'm well. I'm I'm sure they probably like came back to this for inspiration. Yeah. Because they're able to do more in an animated series than they can with the limitations of a video game, just with design right. and 
voice acting and just different things like that. Right. Mobility, moving between things. So we can kind of see how some of the stuff is laying the groundwork for the future video game series. Mm-hmm. And I will say, well, okay, I need to bring this up real quick because yes. I completely forgot at the beginning. I have completed a Zelda game. Which one? Phantom Hourglass. Oh, oh. I've oh. completed it. I, I did not complete Spirit Tracks. You know why? Because in the freaking guide was wrong about where the Goron was going to be, so I just quit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Phantom Hourglass is not considered one of the best ones. It's also pretty easy, too, but... Did you ever play Minish Cap? No. Well, I take it back. I played it. I played the beginning. That's about it. I finished. There are so many Zelda games. There's a lot. Wow. Okay, I'm going to say it. I like the beginning of this episode was terrible, but I did find the end to be fun. I did too, actually. Good. I And it's interesting because in this one, like in the first one, it doesn't explain why Ganon wants the Triforce of Wisdom, yeah. but in this one it does. And I was like, how interesting. He actually, you know, explains why he wants the other Triforce uh, other than... Uh, the opening of the of the show, you know. Yeah, it. I feel like it's not as fulfilling once he gets because I was shocked he did get the other yeah. Triforce all the way there and he got it like up on the thing, but he was supposed to have like ultimate power now. Yeah, to once he puts it on the thing, nothing happens. Nothing <laughs> happens, and he's <laughs> defeated. Yeah, and with like one, they like shoot like one little thing, and then the whole castle like starts to just like fall apart right. in like a cataclysmic way. Right, and then they try to reach for the other parts of the Triforce. They got the wisdom. But they were trying to reach for power, and it's like, we don't have time, just leave it. Oh, right. Goodness gracious. But... If you're, I mean, if you're that close, <laughs> if you're that close, you know, I to soon get in away forever. <laughs> well, okay, I do like the cool lobster creature. Yeah. With spikes in one eye. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one eye thing kind of made me think of um, the first boss you fight in the the Deku tree. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Gohama? Gohama with yeah. the eye. Yeah, It yeah. kind of made me think of that. Yeah, okay, I see that. Yeah, so I did like that. That was fun. And I thought it was odd that Ganon could shoot fire from his fingers all of a sudden. Yeah, it kind of, I think it was making things up on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it got fun. It kind of was slightly unfulfilling because they're like, oh, Ganon should have all his power now. But they're able to still defeat him and destroy his castle. Yeah. It, it just totally messed everything up. Yeah. But, and oh. I mean, of the of the two that we've seen so far, I think I've enjoyed this one the most so far, just because it, it ended in a way that was just a lot of fun. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Although Alan. the premise was stupid. <laughs> so how how much would you buy for then? You bought the last one for fifty. Yeah, I'd probably pay a hundred and fifty for this one. Wow. I'd have I'd have no issue buying it, but I wouldn't go beyond hundred fifty. Uh, you know how much I'm gonna buy this for. Two. Two rupees? Two rupees. Why? Because I did not appreciate them fighting mops the whole time and making me watch that. That's fair. <laughs> and like I said, it does get fun in the beginning, but not. it wasn't good enough to like redeem the whole episode for me. Yeah. I, I, was, I was pretty unsatisfied with this episode called Cold Spells. That's fair. So, on to episode three, yes. The White Knight. Written by Bob Ford, who wrote the first one, and I enjoyed the first one, clearly. So I have good hopes for this one called The White Knight. 
Oh, goodness, this one. I'm not a big fan of this one, actually. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get into it. Yeah. Okay, we learned some really, really interesting things that I feel like they're fundamentally changing characters all of a sudden yeah. by giving everyone magic. Zelda has magic, even though we have not seen her use magic up until this point, even though she definitely could have. Yeah. She definitely could have. She, like, uses magic to, like, put her hair in a braid, which, like, seriously, you could have, like, fought monsters with that? I mean, she does it in, in the show, but, I mean, later in the series, like, like the video game series. Oh, yeah. Um, but, she yeah, we haven't got... Later? Yeah, she uses magic at the ending of Ocarina of Time. Ah. And a couple other places, too. No. Blacksmith has magic. Um, apparently, this is kind of special to Hyrule because Link says something like, ah, Hyrule is one of the places with the most magical people or something like that. Right. So I, I was really surprised by that because that is definitely not in the video games. Nope. Hyrule people don't have magic. Right. And as far as we know, Link doesn't have magic either. Unless yeah. unless we're supposed to take it like he can magically manipulate his sword. Somehow right. to shoot. Well, the, I guess I guess the, the sword does shoot, but he himself does not possess magic. Yeah, just the items. That was interesting. And they're doing the right thing. Um, they're staying strong. The action of the last episode was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and I really like the design of these tin suits that just come out of yeah. the ground and per- perfectly preserve the cobblestones. Remember how earlier we said that there were quite a bit of random entrances. To the yeah. underworld? Yeah. yeah. There's one on the castle grounds now. Well, yeah, and right what? where right where they're at, perfectly. Right. It, it, what? And it perfectly conforms. Like, nothing crumbles. It just, like, perfectly opens up. Yeah. Like a rug. Uh-huh. Well, and we get... We do... We actually do get to see the town because the opening shot is the white knight looking down over the town. Right. And we hadn't really seen that before. Um, we just seen the castle with no surrounding town, so I guess right. the town must have been on the other side. I mean, it might be in like the castle grounds. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's my guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But it is pretty bad when Link's uh, when Link calls the tin suits my favorite playmates. Yeah. Yeah. Really I mean... diffuses the intense action <laughs> yeah i think we've touched on how link is kind of cocky in this one because yeah. he is <laughs> yeah like to the extreme uh yeah but we also get a rupee we do get a rupee and that's the premise for the whole episode is a rupee i guess technically in the show it's called a ruby is it i'm pretty sure yeah oh in the in the show yeah in the show yeah in the video games are definitely called rupees which is cooler than a ruby but it, it is the same design. Yeah, the same design. So, and I think it's really funny when um, the Octorok comes out of the ground. Yes. And <laughs> it wants the ruby. It does. It wants the ruby. Like, what would it do with that? I don't Trade something? What buy is something? the Octorok going to do with a ruby? It's like a giant octopus looking thing. Clearly it's intelligent because mm-hmm. it's even like having a tug of war with the tin suit right with it i just thought that was hilarious <laughs> just, and it, oh. it just gets better because link like lassos the octorock and the octorock just goes on a rampage just like busting mm-hmm. through everything all through the woods and link's just like 
first he's dragging then he like stands up and i'm pretty sure he's basically like skiing like water yeah like land skiing through (laughs) it just because he wants that rupee so bad which i don't blame him because he could put it to good use and like that octorock mm-hmm. i guess it also depends on how much it is guess i so. guess that depends on the game we but have... it is red and red is usually tw- is it pretty sure cool but i don't know if i had i don't think it had red ones in the original two must have been a lot eh, i don't know must have been funny but we get to white knight oh, i think his name is prince i want to say prince facade but I, it almost sounds like they're not like facades. I I don't know because it couldn't be facade. Even though I right. feel like, even though I feel like that would make sense because he is a fake, right? Like he, we do see him fight. He does seem to be a decent fighter, but he's such a stupid snob about everything and just very pretentious yeah. and fake acting. And he's from Arcadia, which I don't believe has ever been used as a Zelda location. Not, not to my knowledge. And his voice acting is terrible. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> just just a bit stiff there. Maybe he came on. You know, what if he's just a guy who just came on for a day of recording and then just left? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And it was so stupid because Zelda calls Link stink. Like, <laughs> Alan just threw his head down. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I, I, chose, I forgot about that one. I think I chose to forget about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's pretty funny. It's funny because actually earlier there was a line that she says, um, when she was went up to Link's room in episode two, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, these clothes—they smell, or whatever, you know." And then, um, the then the Triforce of Wisdom says something about it, and then she's like, "My my royal nose is offended by these stinky clothes." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh, oh gosh!" Speaking of stinky, the, the dialogue is not the best. Not, not really, not, not the best in this one. White Knight, um, his intentions are made known right away because mm-hmm. he touches Zelda's butt. Mm-hmm. When Helping he, her climb onto the horse. Helping her climb onto the horse, conveniently places his hand under her caboose. Oops, don't know how that got there. Yeah, and he looks pretty well off to me, but he takes that rupee from Link. Yeah. So, I already don't like him. Mm, no. And the premise also for the show is kind of, this episode has changed because the first two episodes are Ganon coming up with his trickster ways mm-hmm. to get the Triforce. And now he's like, I'll get Zelda, then I can get the Triforce. Right. So they're trying to switch it up here. Right. And come to find out, Ganon's apparently dealt with the White Knight before? Yeah. What? That was a little out of nowhere. Like, fine, I guess I can get behind that. <laughs> but at the same time why you know yeah <laughs> and are they are have they completely run out of ideas do they have to pull in other people from different places that really don't even exist and that doesn't really make any sense because you would think of ganon has like his lair in one place but and you think if the white knight was there then he would have visited hyrule before he would right. have already met zelda and the king he would have known of this place already but then, it, so I'm guessing maybe Ganon was somewhere else when they fought, unless he just doesn't remember being there. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. We're looking yeah. way too far <laughs> into this, though. Looking a bit too deep from the show's looking into it. But we do meet Zelda's dad. That's true. We do meet Zelda's dad. Does Zelda have a dad in the series? Okay. Um, It's interesting because technically 
every Zelda game, also stated by Nintendo, almost every Zelda game is a different Link and a different Zelda. Oh. So, yes, because she's a princess, I suppose. She would, have a, she would have a dad. But the only one, the only game that I am aware of that actually shows her dad is Wind Waker. And he's already dead. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Dark. Like he comes out as a ghost forever. Oh, wow. So, yeah. He's, I know his name, though. Daphne's No Hansen Hyrule. Oh. I don't think it's the same name in the, in the, in the show, though. That sounds... He's just called Dad. Sounds like garbage. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is daddy in the yes. show, and he is a goofball. Yes, he he reminds me of the Sultan from Aladdin. Oh, he does. Yeah, I was kind of thinking of the prince's father in the original Cinderella. Oh yeah, they yeah. both kind of have that white hair and yeah. rotundness going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure the creators of this show got some ideas right from Disney. Yeah, and I mean, Link is technically based a bit off of Peter Pan and stuff, like his design. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Very, very, so. very much similar. Yeah. In this show, we learn Link is dubbed an adventurer. Yes, he is. I guess that's like kind of like his title, an adventurer. Yeah. Not the hero of time, but before that. And this adventurer does not have nipples. No. He does not. Not in this scene when he's taking a bath. I just had to point that out, guys. Link doesn't have nipples. Uh, and I wasn't sure if they were like, this is a kid show. we got to take away those. But that doesn't make any sense, though. Yeah. It just looked weird. It just, something was off. Unnatural. Like like that old show, Kyle XY, where he didn't have a belly button. Oh, yeah. I remember that show. Remember that mm-hmm. stupidity? But, and Link, no, Sprite comes in there, remember? She's trying to sneak a peek. Yes, I remember this. Trying to, trying to sneak a peek. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I like you, I like the way, the way you are, especially at the moment. Oh, snap! <laughs> that's, that's the line. <laughs> yes, and it's so funny because um, Link is trying to impress everyone and he dresses up. Like, this hideous, pompous fool. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's just got this crazy wardrobe on with, like, these cowboy boots and spurs on, which totally threw me off. And he just makes a fool of himself, and everybody laughs. I don't get the point of of this part of the the episode. It's just goofy. (laughs) It's just... It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I get it. Link is trying to look good. He wants to make... He's getting jealous because what's-his-face? The White Knight is getting in closer with other than he ever has. I get that, but at the same time, Link is an idiot. <laughs> I know. Well, and then he's like, fine, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. And he jumps from the highest spire of the castle, does a trampoline thing off of... Instead of just, like, tearing straight through it, he bounces off of it. Yep. He just jumps onto the back of his horse, scares the crap out of it. <laughs> that thing bucks yeah. like a bronco, and it's oh, just, yeah. like, so it's, so... it's such a funny scene. <laughs> and it, it's, it makes me, want, makes me want to ask the question of, so... Let me get this straight. Link is just going to leave the Triforce of Wisdom open for yeah. him to take because he's jealous? Yeah, he doesn't give, hmm. give a care anymore. Hmm. Good one. <laughs> Good one, Link. Thanks. Not a little, little hard to root for you. Yeah. And we learned that his horse's name is Catherine. <sighs> the horse's name is Catherine. Pretty, pretty prestigious if I had a horse, uh, If I had a horse, <laughs> I would name her Catherine. Yeah. Well, and I'm, like, all these things, I'm expecting certain characters because 
I'm just so used to what they're called in yeah. Ocarina of Time, and that's probably like the most iconic yeah. of the Zelda games. So I was expecting Epona, we get Catherine. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not knocking it because it's not named Epona, <laughs> but I mean, just the name Catherine, I think it's just silly yeah. for a horse, it, but it okay. Is. It is. And I, I love Ganon's line where he, he keeps referring to the White Knight as that vain braggart. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> And we get we get these really goofy spider hoppers, yeah. And wasn't there something similar um, that they floated on top of the water in the Ocarina of Time? Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah, there are or red ones. Something like that, or something that bounces towards you. Yeah, there are there are both red ones and blue ones. Blue ones are the ones that are float on top of the water. Okay. Red ones are more or less on land. But these do also show up in the original Zelda game oh. too. They hop around as well. Ooh. They're kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Really not that formidable, but they sure do take down the White Knight. Yeah, really like, easily. Fast. Yeah, and he I mean, he brushes them off. Right. But And of course, as in every single episode so far, someone screams and they're able to hear it from really long ways away. Of course. And they really call attention to it. And they're like, is that a scream I hear? <gasps> oh, no. It must be Zelda. I, I do like when Zelda calls. There's this monster called a Zola, mm-hmm. which I wonder if... They eventually adapted that to be the what? What are those called? Those, the Zoras. The Zoras. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can see that. It looks kind of similar. These then they're both kind of blue and they're both water creatures. Yeah. Honestly, it looks more like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, it does. And it does. Um, there's an iconic scene in Creature from the Black Lagoon where he's when he's carrying the woman, and he goes into the water. And this is in here, so. I'm, I'm definitely sure they probably pulled that oh, yeah. from that. And she calls them fish lips. I like that. <laughs> that was fun. Yes. White Knight is so annoying, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Princess. I can't save you. It's too dirty. I know. The voice acting's terrible. Uh, and it's so stupid because Ganon, Ganon is utilizing the fact that he knows like the white knight he's like so white and pure and clean like you yeah. can't get anything dirty on him or else it like renders him incapacitated yeah so ganon's using that to his advantage just to steal zelda and it works up yeah. until link comes which is dumb because he could have hit zelda when he shoots his sword mm-hmm. but he like hits like four times perfect around the zola and the zola should have just ran away Right. The, yeah. Instead of, you know, running away when he says, Hey, you Zola, he just stops yeah. and goes, Huh? Instead of just going, Oh crap, and then just running even faster. He's got he's got kind of a it's wicked funny. mouth cannon though. Yeah, yeah, he does. He just like opens up his mouth cannon, Kamehameha, <laughs> and Link just like holds his like he just like It reminds uh, me it. from episode from Star Wars episode two. I just thought of that when Dooku was like shooting his lightning at Yoda and he just blocks it with his lightsaber. I just thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, that is just like this. That's so funny. So I see where that's where Star Wars got See where George Lucas got his <laughs> ideas from, guys. Now uh-huh. you know. <laughs> the secret's out, bud. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's so funny because, of course, Link rescues Zelda. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same premise. And her clothes are not even dirty from the swamp. Except for, like, you can kind of tell maybe a little, like, white shading on the back. Yeah. Pretty weird. Maybe they forgot to cover that. Yeah, it's probably unlikely, actually. And the episode ends in a very unconventional way. The White Knight breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. And looks at the audience like, Oh, well. I don't know what's going on. Oh, well. Yeah. Very weird. And then the episode ends. And we, of course, we have uh, the Mario credits. Yeah. 
which we immediately shut off. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, I was at that point. I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, Alan. Yes. How much would you pay for this episode? Yeah. Mm, 25. 25. I wouldn't go past that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to say 35. 35? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 35. So far, I would say I probably like the first episode, the third, and then the second in that in that order. Okay. Of just like enjoyability. I would go probably first second third ah chronological <laughs> chronological <laughs> hopefully this doesn't continue <laughs> oh yeah and i guess we should have said this at the beginning mm-hmm. of the podcast but for our listeners next time we can preface it these episodes there's not really any like continuity between them yeah i figured yeah it's they're just very episodic it's all episodic all standalone they're very short 15 minute episodes yeah they're fun though oh yeah it's kind of fun nostalgia's sake yes so thank you listeners so much for joining us for our very first entry in our Legend of Zelda retrospective series. This was just the first three episodes. We'll be back very soon to do the next three episodes. And make sure to comment down below if you've watched it, uh, what your favorite episode is, which one you're looking forward to hearing our thoughts on, uh, what, do you think our, what do you think about the thoughts we've given on this, anything we missed. Uh, We would love to interact with you guys, so make sure to comment below. And you can do the comments on Podbean, so make sure to listen on Podbean. We also have bonus episodes up for only a dollar. And it's not a lot of money, but whatever we can get really helps us uh, fund the website, fund the Podbean, so you guys can listen to more episodes. And we really enjoy your listenership. We have had tons of downloads. And I also want to say thank you. We've had uh, thousands and thousands of views on YouTube, which uh, really means a lot, especially 2001 A Space Odyssey video has, it's getting close to 3,000 views now. So uh, lots, lots, I'm getting lots of feedback, lots of comments. Uh, Make sure to follow the YouTube page uh, for, well, it's not a page, I guess. It's kind of a page. YouTube channel. It's a channel more yes. so. Make sure to hit subscribe because uh, I do like to do videos on there. Those are fun. And make sure to sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss anything at all. That's at silverscreenguide.wordpress.com. Uh, you can go ahead and like and follow our social media pages. We don't update those a whole lot, but when we do have new posts, those will go there. So if that is how you like to get your information and get your updates, then go ahead and follow those. Again, we really thank you. We're having a lot of fun. With this series, we wanted to transition to something very lighthearted, considering our Hannibal Lecter retrospective series was incredibly dark. Just a bit. <laughs> so, and we thought this would be fun. This will be a pretty short retrospective series, and especially since the recent video game, uh, Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda, came out. We're both really big Zelda fans. We both have always mm-hmm. loved the video game series ever since we were young. We both own multiple, um, multiple versions of renditions of the video game so we're, we're really looking forward to coming back next time with the next episode we hope you're having fun with us and we'll see you next time hello everyone oh, what was that? Uh, something <laughs> happens <laughs> how it's why is starting it so hard i don't know it always is it's it just... is <laughs> to go for it. Okay. <laughs> no, no looking back.
<clears throat> Welcome to our first ever review of a television series. This is... I don't like that. That was pretty good for a minute. That was too bad. I'm too bad. <laughs> Welcome everyone to our first television review. No, one more time. 